This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 28th. You're listening to WNBF. The first residents to occupy a massive new residential complex in Johnson City could be settling into their apartments within a few days. The cost of redeveloping the century-old Endicott-Johnson Victory Building nearly doubled since the project was announced in December 2020. The original plan, released by Paulus Development of Syracuse, called for 108 market-rate apartments with an expected price tag of $30 million. The project was revised to include 156 units with an estimated cost of $55 million. The new plan called for 121-bedroom apartments and 36 two-bedroom apartments. Matthew Paulus had hoped to have the place ready for occupancy by January 1st. After that target was missed, Paulus said he expected Victory Lofts to open on March 1st. Paulus did not respond to an email on Friday seeking an update on what remained to be done before people could start moving in. Local officials have told WMBF News they believe the complex could open on Wednesday. As of Monday afternoon, a certificate of occupancy had not been issued. The apartments in the restored building are located on the second, third, and fourth floors. The fifth floor of the 275,000-square-foot structure is to be used for commercial space. No prospective tenants have been identified publicly. Paulus Development has acquired another abandoned structure in the neighborhood. A smaller brick building at 19 Avenue B is expected to be transformed into another residential complex. The city of Binghamton is preparing to have railroad bridges in the city inspected to put railroads on notice of bad conditions following the disastrous East Palestine, Ohio train derailment. At a press conference on Monday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city would conduct inspections of railroad bridges. The city will hire a firm with expertise in railroad engineering to inspect the bridges, which appear to be crumbling to anyone driving underneath one. The city will then send the report to the railroads, federal regulators, and federal lawmakers. Mayor Cram said these overpasses are unsightly and crumbling, but because they are owned by private railroads, which are federally regulated, it's been thought for decades that there was little City Hall could do. I'm not going to accept that. We will put railroad companies on notice for the deplorable condition of their infrastructure in Binghamton. I will seek all avenues to make sure fixes are made. These railroad bridges are in embarrassing shape, and we're kick-starting the process to fix them. Mayor Cram also confirmed that the catastrophic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, played a role in the decision to push the issue with railroad bridge repairs, especially with the company whose train derailed in East Palestine, Norfolk Southern, operating on tracks running through Binghamton as well. He said that this was something we were talking about prior to that happening, but the fact that that derailment, Norfolk Southern, is a railroad company that has tracks going through Binghamton, I think just magnified the focus. And I think that as a country, we're taking a look at federal railroad regulation. What is the status of that? And this certainly puts into perspective and puts a magnifying glass on the condition of railroads, specifically railroads in Binghamton. Norfolk Southern has 25 carrying tracks in the city of Binghamton out of 28 total. The remaining three are owned by New York, Susquehanna, and Western. U.S. Representative Mark Molinaro announced that the Greater Binghamton Airport will receive $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades. The $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades at the Greater Binghamton Airport was made available through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act Airport Terminal Program. The Greater Binghamton Airport will make a variety of upgrades, including reconstructing the passenger hold room, replacing aging HVAC equipment with reliable and energy-efficient units, installing two new passenger boarding bridges, and expanding its exterior canopy. 
Representative Molinero said, I am pleased to announce this significant investment in the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will support important improvements to the airport's passenger terminal, which will enhance the overall passenger experience and improve the efficiency of airport operations. These upgrades will help the airport remain competitive and continue to meet the needs of travelers in the southern tier. The announcement comes a few months after some other major changes for the Greater Binghamton Airport, which include the start of operations from New York to Orlando with Avello Airlines and Delta Airlines replacing the daily flight to Detroit with a daily flight to New York City. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said there are some really exciting things happening at the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will help us with our ongoing efforts to create a modern flying experience that travelers expect. These amenities will make our airport more attractive to customers and potential new air service. Court documents say Fox Corp chairman Rupert Murdoch acknowledged that some Fox News commentators endorsed false allegations of a stolen 2020 presidential election. Those allegations are at the heart of a defamation lawsuit against the cable news giant by Dominion Voting Systems. In court filings released Monday referencing Murdoch's deposition, Dominion says he acknowledged that Fox commentators Lou Dobbs, Maria Bataromo, Janine Pirro, and Sean Hannity endorsed the false notion of a stolen election. Attorneys for Fox Corp. note that Murdoch testified he never discussed Dominion or voter fraud with any of the accused hosts. The record-breaking heat earth indoor during the summer of 2022 will be repeated without a robust international effort to address climate change, scientists are warning. A panel of experts at Columbia University on Monday said heat-related deaths, wildfires, extreme rainfall, and persistent drought are expected to become increasingly severe as both ocean and atmospheric temperatures continue to rise. With a focus on human health impacts from extreme heat, the experts discussed how the summer of 2022 was one of the hottest in recorded history. They said solutions include community-based adaption strategies, improved medical protocols for extreme heat events, and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And the Supreme Court is taking up a partisan legal fight over President Joe Biden's plan to wipe away or reduce student loans held by millions of Americans. The high court, with its 6-3 to three conservative majority, is hearing arguments today and two challenges to the plan. So far, Republican-appointed judges on lower court courts have blocked the plan. Arguments are scheduled to last two hours, but likely will go much longer. The Biden administration says 26 million people have applied and 16 million people have been approved to have up to $20,000 in federal student loans forgiven. The program is estimated to cost $400 billion over 30 years. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, drizzle, snow, and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with sleet before 1 p.m., and a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 25 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? 
Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 28th. It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Hour number one, first hour on a snowy morning here in Binghamton. So I'm sure everyone listening right now, you're either an early riser like me. You like to get up early and listen to First News every morning at 6 a.m. Or the sound of a billion snowplows moving through the Binghamton area has forced you to wake up earlier than anticipated. It's unfortunate. But that's how we keep the roads clear. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. We have a snowy and icy morning on our hands here in Binghamton, so it might be a bit of a grind out on the roads. And it looks like most of the school districts in our listening area are operating on at least a delay this morning. So to check on your school, head over to WMBF.com. Or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I'll let you know what's going on with your school district this morning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 26 degrees, some light snow fog and mist in the area. A winter weather advisory in effect until 7 p.m. Today, snow and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with drizzle and sleep before 1 p.m. Then a chance of drizzle and snow between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. and then drizzle after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, a 20% chance of snow. 6.15, you're listening to WMBF. Attention... on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The Binghamton University men's basketball team plays their final regular season game tonight at 7 p.m. at the Events Center against UMBC. If you can't make it in person, you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. A lot of playoff implications in action tonight. The Bearcats have secured a playoff spot with the quarterfinal round scheduled for this Saturday. However, the opponent and time for that playoff game have yet to be determined. Binghamton is tied for third place with Bryant and New Hampshire, all with conference records of 8 and 7. And to make things more complicated, tonight's opponent, UMBC, is right behind at 7 and 8. The top four finishers have opening round home games, so BU will play Saturday with time, location, and opponent, all riding on tonight's game. 
NBA action, Julius Randle and Emmanuel Quickly each scored 23 points, and the surging New York Knicks knocked the Boston Celtics out of the top spot in the NBA with their sixth straight victory, 109-94. Celtics All-Star Jason Tatum struggled through a 6-for-18 shooting performance and was ejected in the fourth quarter after picking up his second technical foul. He finished with 14 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. Jalen Brunson added 17 points for the Knicks, who inched ahead of Brooklyn in the fifth place in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics slipped behind Milwaukee, which has won 14 straight games. Some hockey news. Keandre Miller of the New York Rangers will have a hearing with the NHL's Department of Player Safety for spitting at L.A. Kings defenseman Drew Doty. It was not immediately clear which day the hearing would take place. The Rangers do not play again until Wednesday at Philadelphia. Miller posted a message to social media saying his actions were completely accidental and goes against who he is as a person and player. The 23-year-old said he felt awful about the incident and thanked Doty for giving him the opportunity to apologize after the game. Garnet Hathaway was suspended three games for spitting in 2019. And the New York Islanders acquired Bo Horvat at a critical point in their season, and the veteran center has improved the offense and provided a stabilizing presence amid injuries to key players. The Islanders are 6-3-2 since getting Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks on January 30th and have moved into the Eastern Conference's top wildcard spot. Horvat already had matched last season's career high of 31 goals before the trade. He has five goals and three assists in 11 games with the Islanders to set a new career high with 62 points, and his contributions extend beyond the score sheet. Some baseball news. New York Mets right-hander Max Scherzer described pitching under Major League Baseball's new rules as a cat-and-mouse game. Contrary to previous years, Scherzer feels the pitcher finally has control of the tempo because of the new pitch clock. In his first start of the Grapefruit League schedule, Scherzer was touched for a run in the second inning, but struck out five while working the first two innings of the Mets' 6-3 win over Washington. The average game time through three days of spring training is 2 hours and 39 minutes, down from an average of 3.01 for all of spring training last year. Major League Baseball's average salary rose 14.8% to a record $4.22 million last year after the end of the lockout, boosted by big deals from Max Scherzer, Francisco Lindor, Marcus Simeon, and Corey Seager. The rate of increase was the highest since a 17.7% increase in 2000 to $1.61 million, according to final calculations by the Players Association. The average had dropped in each of the previous four seasons before 2022, sparking player anger that was expressed by the union during a 99-day lockout that ended last March. 622 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors yesterday gained back some of the ground they lost last week. The Dow Jones rose 72 points Monday to close at 32,889. The S&P picked up three-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq added six-tenths on the day. It isn't like the COVID days when everyone was doing business virtually, but Zoom has reported fiscal fourth quarter results that beat analysts' expectations. Revenue for the video conferencing company was up 4% year-over-year in the fourth quarter. The House Foreign Affairs Committee today is expected to approve a measure giving President Biden the authority to essentially ban TikTok. The Chinese-owned video-sharing app has come under fire from both parties as a potential U.S. security threat. Apple is gaining ground in the worldwide smartphone market. While Samsung phones running Android are still the sales leader, new numbers show preference for premium phones shifting toward iPhones, even in Samsung's home country of South Korea. Jim Ryan, ABC News. 
feels like you're frozen, petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments. The bills begin to pile up. Not knowing what to do, you do nothing at all. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because if you take action, if you do something about your mortgage problems, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about the options that are right for you. Real help, real answers, right now. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov and do something about your mortgage problems. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. For years now, we've heard some medical professionals tell us that sitting is the new smoking. Sure, that alliteration sounds nice, but what does it really mean? That sitting can increase your risk for a host of health issues including diabetes, heart disease, certain types of cancers. The good news is, even if you have a job that requires you to sit in front of a computer all day, counteracting the negative impacts of sitting might be easier than you think. According to a new study at a Columbia University Medical Center, just five minutes of light walking every half hour can help alleviate some of the increased risk that comes with sitting for long stretches of the day. Now, the walk can be as light as about 1.9 miles per hour, which is slower than most people actually walk normally. The goal is to just break up the sitting with some movement. Inactivity is the enemy here. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. For by Christian Care Ministry. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. I'm Martin. Six twenty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a snowy and icy morning on our hands here in Binghamton, so it might be a little bit of a grind out on the roads. And it looks like most of the school districts in our listening area are operating on at least a delay this morning. So to check on your school, head over to WMBF.com, or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I'll be happy to let you know what's going on with your school district this morning. 
National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 26 degrees, some light snow fog and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 13 and a winter weather advisory in effect until 7 o'clock today. Today, snow and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with drizzle and sleet before 1 p.m., then a chance of drizzle and snow between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of drizzle after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, a chance of rain after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, a 20% chance of snow. 6.30, you're listening to WMBF. Mary Lou- on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Ryan Johnson is on the road to the Oscars. The Knives Out Glass Onion writer-director is nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay for the sequel, following his writing nomination in 2020 for the original film. On the award season circuit this year, Johnson got to hang briefly with one of his all-time heroes, James Cameron, and he tells me that's who he'd love to have a long dinner with. If there's a Yoda that I would love to sit at the feet at for, for a few hours, I think it's Cameron. The Oscars air live March 12th on ABC. 25 years ago today, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On from Titanic hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. Would go on to become her signature song, win four Grammys and an Oscar. A major milestone for the weekend. He's the first artist to hit 100 million monthly listeners on Spotify. And country music star Jason Aldean is 46 today. Jason Athens at ABC News, Hollywood. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 28th. You're listening to WNBF. The first residents to occupy a massive new residential complex in Johnson City could be settling into their apartments within a few days. The cost of redeveloping the century-old Endicott Johnson Victory Building nearly doubled since the project was announced in December 2020. The original plan, released by Paulus Development of Syracuse, called for 108 market-rate apartments with an expected price tag of $30 million. The project was revised to include 156 units with an estimated cost of $55 million. The new plan called for 121-bedroom apartments and 36 two-bedroom apartments. Matthew Paulus had hoped to have the place ready for occupancy by January 1st. After that target was missed, Paulus said he expected victory lofts to open on March 1st. Paulus did not respond to an email on Friday seeking an update on what remained to be done before people could start moving in. Local officials have told WMBF News they believe the complex could open on Wednesday. As of Monday afternoon, a certificate of occupancy had not been issued. The apartments in the restored building are located on the second, third, and fourth floors. The fifth floor of the 275,000-square-foot structure is to be used for commercial space. No prospective tenants have been identified publicly. Paulus Development has acquired another abandoned structure in the neighborhood. A smaller brick building at 19 Avenue B is expected to be transformed into another residential complex. 
The city of Binghamton is preparing to have railroad bridges in the city inspected to put railroads on notice of bad conditions following the disastrous East Palestine, Ohio train derailment. At a press conference on Monday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city would conduct inspections of railroad bridges. The city will hire a firm with expertise in railroad engineering to inspect the bridges, which appear to be crumbling to anyone driving underneath one. The city will then send the report to the railroads, federal regulators, and federal lawmakers. Mayor Cram said these overpasses are unsightly and crumbling, but because they are owned by private railroads, which are federally regulated, it's been thought for decades that there was little City Hall could do. I'm not going to accept that. We will put railroad companies on notice for the deplorable condition of their infrastructure in Binghamton. I will seek all avenues to make sure fixes are made. These railroad bridges are in embarrassing shape, and we're kick-starting the process to fix them. Mayor Cram also confirmed that the catastrophic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, played a role in the decision to push the issue with railroad bridge repairs, especially with the company whose train derailed in East Palestine, Norfolk Southern, operating on tracks running through Binghamton as well. He said that this was something we were talking about prior to that happening, but the fact that that derailment, Norfolk Southern, is a railroad company that has tracks going through Binghamton, I think just magnified the focus. And I think that as a country, we're taking a look at federal railroad regulation. What is the status of that? And this certainly puts into perspective and puts a magnifying glass on the condition of railroads, specifically railroads in Binghamton. Norfolk Southern has 25 carrying tracks in the city of Binghamton out of 28 total. The remaining three are owned by New York, Susquehanna, and Western. U.S. Representative Mark Molinaro announced that the Greater Binghamton Airport will receive $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades. The $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades at the Greater Binghamton Airport was made available through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act Airport Terminal Program. The Greater Binghamton Airport will make a variety of upgrades, including reconstructing the passenger hold room, replacing aging HVAC equipment with reliable and energy-efficient units, installing two new passenger boarding bridges, and expanding its exterior canopy. Representative Molinaro said, I am pleased to announce this significant investment in the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will support important improvements to the airport's passenger terminal, which will enhance the overall passenger experience and improve the efficiency of airport operations. These upgrades will help the airport remain competitive and continue to meet the needs of travelers in the southern tier. The announcement comes a few months after some other major changes for the Greater Binghamton Airport, which include the start of operations from New York to Orlando with Avello Airlines and Delta Airlines replacing the daily flight to Detroit with a daily flight to New York City. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said there are some really exciting things happening at the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will help us with our ongoing efforts to create a modern flying experience that travelers expect. These amenities will make our airport more attractive to customers and potential new air service. Court documents say Fox Corp chairman Rupert Murdoch acknowledged that some Fox News commentators endorsed false allegations of a stolen 2020 presidential election. Those allegations are at the heart of a defamation lawsuit against the cable news giant by Dominion Voting Systems. In court filings released Monday referencing Murdoch's deposition, Dominion says he acknowledged that Fox commentators Lou Dobbs, Maria Bataromo, Janine Pirro, and Sean Hannity endorsed the false notion of a stolen election. Attorneys for Fox Corp. note that Murdoch testified he never discussed Dominion or voter fraud with any of the accused hosts. The record-breaking heat earth endured during the summer of 2022 will be repeated without a robust international effort to address climate change, scientists are warning. 
A panel of experts at Columbia University on Monday said heat-related deaths, wildfires, extreme rainfall, and persistent drought are expected to become increasingly severe as both ocean and atmospheric temperatures continue to rise. With a focus on human health impacts from extreme heat, the experts discussed how the summer of 2022 was one of the hottest in recorded history. They said solutions include community-based adaption strategies, improved medical protocols for extreme heat events, and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And the Supreme Court is taking up a partisan legal fight over President Joe Biden's plan to wipe away or reduce student loans held by millions of Americans. The high court, with its 6-3 to three conservative majority, is hearing arguments today and two challenges to the plan. So far, Republican-appointed judges on lower court courts have blocked the plan. Arguments are scheduled to last two hours, but likely will go much longer. The Biden administration says 26 million people have applied and 16 million people have been approved to have up to $20,000 in federal student loans forgiven. The program is estimated to cost $400 billion over 30 years. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, drizzle, snow, and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with sleet before 1 p.m., and a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 25 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. You're going to be a wonderful mom, and I can't wait to be a grandpa. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. I struggled to connect with almost everyone and preferred being alone. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. In fact, I called Jim first with the news about my granddaughter, Lizzie. Hey, Jim, I'm going to be a grandfather. Congratulations, Dave. Hey, let's get together and celebrate. Well, as long as you're not grilling. My pride was my armor, but I didn't know it then. I couldn't put it in the words. I was sad, was scared, I felt alone. I didn't know how to reach out, so I hid behind anger and silence. But then, I decided to listen to Jim, and I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. on WMBF. This is James Kelly. You're listening to First News. And some things coming up in the Binghamton area this weekend. The St. Patrick's Day Parade, also known as Parade Day. That's how I learned it. I know I haven't been to Binghamton local for very long, so I only know what the college kids called it. Kids that I was going to school with. I didn't go to Binghamton. My brother did. I knew a lot of people who were around from the Binghamton area. They always called it Parade Day. It's really the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I'm going to be very intrigued to see what the vibe is like on Saturday. That's going to be interesting. We also have the Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival. It's Saturday, March 25th. That's less than a month away. Less than a month. It's moving to the arena this year. Tickets are on sale right now. And you want to get those tickets now because the closer we get to the event, the more the price is going to jump. 
And you know you're going to go. It's going to be a fun event. It's going to be at the arena. It's going to be fancy. you got to be there. Everyone's going to be there. So just get your tickets now before they get more expensive. We've also teamed up with Fox 40 for the clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop and offer under $170. It's 645. You're listening to WMBF. Six forty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a snowy and icy morning on our hands here in Binghamton, so it might be a bit of a grind out on the roads. And it looks like most of the school districts in the area are operating on a delay or closed entirely this morning. So to check on your school, head over to WMBF.com, or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I will be more than happy to let you know what's going on with your school district this morning. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 26 degrees, some light snow fog and mist in the area. Wind chill has it at 13 and a winter weather advisory in effect until 7. Today, snow and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with drizzle and sleet before 1 p.m. Then a chance of drizzle and snow between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Then a chance of drizzle after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21 Tomorrow, a chance of rain after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, a 20% chance of snow. 650. You're listening to WMBF. It's back. WMBF. 652 on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. Car manufacturers are investing billions in the production of electric vehicles. And states, especially California, are working under an insane deadline to halt the sale of gasoline-powered cars within 12 short years. But for many consumers, the attraction of electric cars is wearing off. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. California's mandates to ban the sale of gasoline vehicles is on a collision course with itself. In the summer, California can't generate enough power to keep the lights on. As the lure of EVs wears off, customers are sounding off. Their message is clear. Unless you're at home, finding a reliable charging station can be a complete nightmare. When you do find an open recharging spot, it's both expensive and slow. And you can spend 15 to 20 minutes for just a partial recharge. Unless you want to only scoot around town, think twice before buying an electric vehicle. Hey, sound like a tech pro, even if you're not one. Get my longer daily podcast. It's called Kim Commando Today. Innovative businesses see every day as an opportunity to create something new. Dell Technologies Advisors are here with tools and expertise to help you do incredible things. Because Dell Technologies believes there's an innovator in all of us. Learn more about smart PCs powered by the Intel vPro platform that's built for business. Find tech that's right for you by calling a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Tim, we need to talk. 
I just can't get over that rate increase from Verizon and AT&T last year. We'll switch to T-Mobile and get their price lock guarantee. They won't raise our rates for talk, text, and data ever. Oh, we're switching today. Switch to T-Mobile and get four lines for 25 bucks a line with our price lock guarantee. We won't raise the price of your rate plan for talk, text, and data ever. Four lines for $25 per line with AutoPay, plus taxes and fees. $5 more per month without AutoPay. Price lock for qualifying services excludes taxes, fees, select promos, and third-party services. See T-Mobile.com for details. Do you have... on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The BU men play their final regular season game tonight at 7 p.m. at the Events Center against UMBC. If you can't make it in person, you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. The Bearcats have secured a playoff spot with the quarterfinal round scheduled for this Saturday, March 4th. However, the opponent and time for that playoff game have yet to be determined. Binghamton is tied for third place with Bryant and New Hampshire, all with conference records of 8 and 7. To make things more complicated, tonight's opponent, UMBC, is right behind at 7 and 8. The top four finishers have opening round home games, so BU will play Saturday with time, location, and opponent all riding on tonight's game. Julius Randle and Manuel quickly each scored 23 points, and the surging New York Knicks knocked the Boston Celtics out of the top spot in the NBA with their sixth straight victory, 109-94. Celtics all-star Jason Tatum struggled through a 6-for-18 shooting performance and was ejected in the fourth quarter after picking up his second technical foul. He finished with 14 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. Jalen Brunson added 17 points for the Knicks, who inched ahead of Brooklyn into fifth place in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics slipped behind Milwaukee, which has won 14 straight games. Bit of hockey news. Keandre Miller of the New York Rangers will have a hearing with the NHL's Department of Player Safety for spitting at L.A. Kings defenseman Drew Doty. It was not immediately clear which day the hearing would take place. The Rangers do not play again until tomorrow at Philadelphia. Miller posted a message to social media saying his actions were completely accidental and goes against who he is as a person and player. The 23-year-old said he felt awful about the incident and thanked Doty for giving him the opportunity to apologize after the game. Garnet Hathaway was suspended three games for spitting in 2019. At 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. Sacred. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Closing out hour number one of WMBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. We got two more hours to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to call in, contribute to the program, ask about things going on in the Binghamton area. ABC News, coming up next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 28th. You're listening to WNBF. The first residents to occupy a massive new residential complex in Johnson City could be settling into their apartments within a few days. The cost of redeveloping the century-old Endicott-Johnson Victory Building nearly doubled since the project was announced in December 2020. The original plan, released by Paulus Development of Syracuse, called for 108 market-rate apartments with an expected price tag of $30 million. The project was revised to include 156 units with an estimated cost of $55 million. 
The new plan called for 121-bedroom apartments and 36 two-bedroom apartments. Matthew Paulus had hoped to have the place ready for occupancy by January 1st. After that target was missed, Paulus said he expected Victory Lofts to open on March 1st. Paulus did not respond to an email on Friday seeking an update on what remained to be done before people could start moving in. Local officials have told WMBF News they believe the complex could open on Wednesday. As of Monday afternoon, a certificate of occupancy had not been issued. The apartments in the restored building are located on the second, third, and fourth floors. The fifth floor of the 275,000-square-foot structure is to be used for commercial space. No prospective tenants have been identified publicly. Paulus Development has acquired another abandoned structure in the neighborhood. A smaller brick building at 19 Avenue B is expected to be transformed into another residential complex. The city of Binghamton is preparing to have railroad bridges in the city inspected to put railroads on notice of bad conditions following the disastrous East Palestine, Ohio train derailment. At a press conference on Monday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city would conduct inspections of railroad bridges. The city will hire a firm with expertise in railroad engineering to inspect the bridges, which appear to be crumbling to anyone driving underneath one. The city will then send the report to the railroads, federal regulators, and federal lawmakers. Mayor Cram said these overpasses are unsightly and crumbling, but because they are owned by private railroads, which are federally regulated, it's been thought for decades that there was little City Hall could do. I'm not going to accept that. We will put railroad companies on notice for the deplorable condition of their infrastructure in Binghamton. I will seek all avenues to make sure fixes are made. These railroad bridges are in embarrassing shape, and we're kick-starting the process to fix them. Mayor Cram also confirmed that the catastrophic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, played a role in the decision to push the issue with railroad bridge repairs, especially with the company whose train derailed in East Palestine, Norfolk Southern, operating on tracks running through Binghamton as well. He said that this was something we were talking about prior to that happening, but the fact that that derailment, Norfolk Southern, is a railroad company that has tracks going through Binghamton, I think just magnified the focus. And I think that as a country, we're taking a look at federal railroad regulation. What is the status of that? And this certainly puts into perspective and puts a magnifying glass on the condition of railroads, specifically railroads in Binghamton. Norfolk Southern has 25 carrying tracks in the city of Binghamton out of 28 total. The remaining three are owned by New York, Susquehanna, and Western. U.S. Representative Mark Molinaro announced that the Greater Binghamton Airport will receive $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades. The $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades at the Greater Binghamton Airport was made available through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act Airport Terminal Program. The Greater Binghamton Airport will make a variety of upgrades, including reconstructing the passenger hold room, replacing aging HVAC equipment with reliable and energy-efficient units, installing two new passenger boarding bridges, and expanding its exterior canopy. Representative Molinaro said, I am pleased to announce this significant investment in the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will support important improvements to the airport's passenger terminal, which will enhance the overall passenger experience and improve the efficiency of airport operations. These upgrades will help the airport remain competitive and continue to meet the needs of travelers in the southern tier. The announcement comes a few months after some other major changes for the Greater Binghamton Airport, which include the start of operations from New York to Orlando with Avello Airlines and Delta Airlines replacing the daily flight to Detroit with a daily flight to New York City. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said there are some really exciting things happening at the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will help us with our ongoing efforts to create a modern flying experience that travelers expect. These amenities will make our airport more attractive to customers and potential new air service. 
Court documents say Fox Corp chairman Rupert Murdoch acknowledged that some Fox News commentators endorsed false allegations of a stolen 2020 presidential election. Those allegations are at the heart of a defamation lawsuit against the cable news giant by Dominion Voting Systems. In court filings released Monday referencing Murdoch's deposition, Dominion says he acknowledged that Fox commentators Lou Dobbs, Maria Bataromo, Janine Pirro, and Sean Hannity endorsed the false notion of a stolen election. Attorneys for Fox Corp. note that Murdoch testified he never discussed Dominion or voter fraud with any of the accused hosts. The record-breaking heat Earth endured during the summer of 2022 will be repeated without a robust international effort to address climate change, scientists are warning. A panel of experts at Columbia University on Monday said heat-related deaths, wildfires, extreme rainfall, and persistent drought are expected to become increasingly severe as both ocean and atmospheric temperatures continue to rise. With a focus on human health impacts from extreme heat, the experts discussed how the summer of 2022 was one of the hottest in recorded history. They said solutions include community-based adaption strategies, improved medical protocols for extreme heat events, and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And the Supreme Court is taking up a partisan legal fight over President Joe Biden's plan to wipe away or reduce student loans held by millions of Americans. The high court, with its 6-3 conservative majority, is hearing arguments today and two challenges to the plan. So far, Republican-appointed judges on lower courts have blocked the plan. Arguments are scheduled to last two hours, but likely will go much longer. The Biden administration says 26 million people have applied and 16 million people have been approved to have up to $20,000 in federal student loans forgiven. The program is estimated to cost $400 billion over 30 years. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, drizzle, snow, and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with sleep before 1 p.m., and a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 25 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. It is with great pleasure that I welcome you to today's graduation ceremony. Students, uh, when you hear the reason or reasons for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. Once you've exited, remove your cap and gown and proceed into the unknown. Too tired. Family trip. Part-time job. Helping around the house. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Just because. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org today. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Seven thirteen on WMBF. 
You're listening to hour number two of First News with me, James Kelly. And time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a snowy and icy morning on our hands here in Binghamton this morning, so it might be a little bit of a grind out on the roads. And it looks like most of the school districts in our listening area are operating on at least a delay this morning, so to check on your school, head over to WMBF.com. Or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I will let you know what's going on with your school district this morning. That's no problem for me. I'm happy to do it. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 25 degrees, some light snow, fog, and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 13. Today, snow and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with drizzle and sleet before 1 p.m. Then a chance of drizzle and snow between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. and a chance of drizzle after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of snow 20%. 7.15, you're listening to WMBF. Seven eighteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The Binghamton University men's basketball team plays their final regular season game tonight at 7 o'clock at the Events Center against UMBC. If you can't make it in person, you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. The Bearcats have secured a playoff spot with the corner final round scheduled for this Saturday, March 4th. However, the opponent and time for that playoff game have yet to be determined. Binghamton is tied for third place with Bryant and New Hampshire, all with conference records of 8-7. and seven. To make things more complicated, tonight's opponent, UMBC, is right behind at 7-8. and eight. The top four finishers have opening round home games, so BU will play Saturday with time, location, and opponent all riding on tonight's games. NBA action, Julius Randle and Emmanuel Quickly each scored 23 points, and the surging New York Knicks knocked out the Boston Celtics from the top spot in the NBA with their sixth straight victory, 109-94. Celtics all-star Jason Tatum struggled through a 6-for-18 shooting performance and was ejected in the fourth quarter after picking up his second technical foul. He finished with 14 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. Jalen Brunson added 17 points for the Knicks, who inched ahead of Brooklyn into fifth place in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics slipped behind Milwaukee, which has won 14 games. Some hockey action. Keandre Miller of the New York Rangers will have a hearing with the NHL's Department of Player Safety for spitting at L.A. Kings defenseman Drew Doty. It was not immediately clear which day the hearing would take place. The Rangers do not play again until tomorrow night at Philadelphia. Miller posted a message to social media saying his actions were completely accidental and goes against who he is as a person and player. The 23-year-old said he felt awful about the incident and thanked Doty for giving him a chance to apologize after the game. Garnet Hathaway was suspended three games for spitting in 2019. A little preview of what Keandre Miller might be up against. And the New York Islanders acquired Bo Horvat at a critical point in their season, and the veteran center has improved the offense and provided a stabilizing presence amid injuries to key players. 
The Islanders are 6-3-2 since getting Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks on January 30th and have moved into the Eastern Conference's top wildcard spot. Horvat already matched last season's career high of 31 goals before the trade. He has five goals and three assists in 11 games with the Islanders to set a new career high with 62 points, and his contributions extend to beyond the score sheet and a good leader for the Islanders so far. Some baseball news. New York Mets right-hander Max Scherzer described pitching under Major League Baseball's new rules as a cat-and-mouse game. Contrary to previous years, Scherzer feels the pitcher finally has control of the tempo because of the new pitch clock. In his first start of the Grapefruit League schedule, Scherzer was touched for a run in the second inning, but struck out five while working the first two innings of the Mets' 6-3 win over Washington. The average game time through three days of spring training is two hours and 39 minutes, down from an average of 3.01 for all of spring training last year. Now Major League Baseball's average salary rose to 14.8%, or from 14.8% to a record $4.22 million last year after the end of the lockout, boosted by big deals for Max Scherzer, Francisco Lindor, Marcus Simeon, and Corey Seager. The rate of increase was the highest since a 17.7% increase in 2000 to $1.61 million, according to final calculations by the Players Association. The average had dropped in each of the previous four seasons before 2022, sparking player anger that was expressed by the union during a 99-day lockout that ended last March. 722 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors yesterday gained back some of the ground they lost last week. The Dow Jones rose 72 points Monday to close at 32,889. The S&P picked up three-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq added six-tenths on the day. It isn't like the COVID days when everyone was doing business virtually, but Zoom has reported fiscal fourth quarter results that beat analysts' expectations. Revenue for the video conferencing company was up 4% year-over-year in the fourth quarter. The House Foreign Affairs Committee today is expected to approve a measure giving President Biden the authority to essentially ban TikTok. The Chinese-owned video-sharing app has come under fire from both parties as a potential U.S. security threat. Apple is gaining ground in the worldwide smartphone market. While Samsung phones running Android are still the sales leader, new numbers show preference for premium phones shifting toward iPhones, even in Samsung's home country of South Korea. Jim Ryan, ABC News. I'm Martin. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 724 on WNBF. We're now joined by our insurance expert, Karen Sweet O'Neill. How's it going, Karen? Going pretty good. How about yourself, James? Oh, pretty good. Didn't have too much trouble getting to work today. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I did give myself some extra time this morning just knowing that. My car was going to have like a lot of snow on it and, and ice that I had to clean up. So I gave myself a little bit of extra time. Worked out okay? Well, good for you. Yeah, it's still snowing. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Hmm. So it's uh, it's a little slippery out there. So Yeah, not a, not a great morning. A lot of schools closed and delayed. A lot of delays today. Yeah, you see those delays, and then in an hour you see the closings. Yeah, they they always call back. Actually, I think we're just going to take the day off. I know. It's difficult, though, for parents because it's like, wait a minute. Now, what do I do? Where do I go? I have to go to work. What should I do with the kids? You know, that kind of thing. But 
Better safe than sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you have for us today? Well, what we're going to talk about um, tomorrow on the full segment is, you know, how to protect yourself in different at different times in your life. Because depending on where you are, number one, your age, James, your social situation, you know, are you single? Do you have a child? Do you have children? Are you married? Um, do you have children? Do you not have children? Are you older? Are you retiring? Are you retired? And all of those things play a part in what kind of protections you should have to make sure that you're financially stable as best you can be. And they're all different depending on where you are in that life cycle. So we're going to talk about that and about how you can protect yourself in different um, life cycles. And it's quite interesting because it's almost the younger you are, the less expensive it can be in a lot of cases. And then as you age, it becomes more expensive. And then as you get older, in the older years, a lot of times, it starts to become less expensive. So we're going to talk about that and how the pendulum swings, so to speak. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East, up above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. You can reach us several ways for an appointment. You can call us at 607 772-4898. You can also Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up. Or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Well, Karen, as always, thanks for joining us today. I'm looking forward to the full segment tomorrow. Very good. You have a great day, James. Absolutely. And stay warm out there today. I will. Mm-hmm. All right. See you, Karen. Now. 727. You're listening to WMBF. Wait. News Radio 1229 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a snowy and icy morning on our hands here in the Binghamton area, so it might be a little bit of a grind out on the roads this morning. And we have a lot of school delays because of those wintry conditions. So to check on your school, head over to WMBF.com. Or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I'll let you know what's going on with your school district this morning. It's no trouble for me. I'm happy to do it. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 25 degrees, some light snow fog and mist in the area. Wind chill has it at 13. And a winter weather advisory in effect until 7 o'clock. Today, snow and freezing drizzle, likely, possibly mixed with drizzle and sleet before 1 p.m., then a chance of drizzle and snow between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., then a chance of drizzle after 2 p.m., cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 2 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly after 2 a.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, a 20% chance of snow. It's 7.30. You're listening to WMBF.
the on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Ryan Johnson is on the road to the Oscars. The Knives Out Glass Onion writer-director is nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay for the sequel, following his writing nomination in 2020 for the original film. On the award season circuit this year, Johnson got to hang briefly with one of his all-time heroes, James Cameron, and he tells me that's who he'd love to have a long dinner with. If there's a Yoda that I would love to sit at the feet at for, for a few hours, I think it's Cameron. The Oscars air live March 12th on ABC. 25 years ago today, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On from Titanic hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. Would go on to become her signature song, win four Grammys and an Oscar. A major milestone for the weekend. He's the first artist to hit 100 million monthly listeners on Spotify. And country music star Jason Aldean is 46 today. Jason Adams at ABC News, Hollywood. Attention. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 28th. You're listening to WNBF. The first residents to occupy a massive new residential complex in Johnson City could be settling into their apartments within a few days. The cost of redeveloping the century-old Endicott Johnson Victory Building nearly doubled since the project was announced in December 2020. The original plan released by Paulus Development of Syracuse called for 108 market-rate apartments with an expected price tag of $30 million. The project was revised to include 156 units with an estimated cost of $55 million. The new plan called for 121-bedroom apartments and 36 two-bedroom apartments. Matthew Paulus had hoped to have the place ready for occupancy by January 1st. After that target was missed, Paulus said he expected victory lofts to open on March 1st. Paulus did not respond to an email on Friday seeking an update on what remained to be done before people could start moving in. Local officials have told WMBF News they believe the complex could open on Wednesday. As of Monday afternoon, a certificate of occupancy had not been issued. The apartments in the restored building are located on the second, third, and fourth floors. The fifth floor of the 275,000-square-foot structure is to be used for commercial space. No prospective tenants have been identified publicly. Paulus Development has acquired another abandoned structure in the neighborhood. A smaller brick building at 19 Avenue B is expected to be transformed into another residential complex. The city of Binghamton is preparing to have railroad bridges in the city inspected to put railroads on notice of bad conditions following the disastrous East Palestine, Ohio train derailment. At a press conference on Monday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city would conduct inspections of railroad bridges. The city will hire a firm with expertise in railroad engineering to inspect the bridges, which appear to be crumbling to anyone driving underneath one. The city will then send the report to the railroads, federal regulators, and federal lawmakers. Mayor Cram said these overpasses are unsightly and crumbling, but because they are owned by private railroads, which are federally regulated, it's been thought for decades that there was little City Hall could do. I'm not going to accept that. We will put railroad companies on notice for the deplorable condition of their infrastructure in Binghamton. I will seek all avenues to make sure fixes are made. These railroad bridges are in embarrassing shape, and we're kickstarting the process to fix them. 
Mayor Cram also confirmed that the catastrophic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, played a role in the decision to push the issue with railroad bridge repairs, especially with the company whose train derailed in East Palestine, Norfolk Southern, operating on tracks running through Binghamton as well. He said that this was something we were talking about prior to that happening, but the fact that that derailment, Norfolk Southern, is a railroad company that has tracks going through Binghamton, I think just magnified the focus. And I think that as a country, we're taking a look at federal railroad regulation. What is the status of that? And this certainly puts into perspective and puts a magnifying glass on the condition of railroads, specifically railroads in Binghamton. Norfolk Southern has 25 carrying tracks in the city of Binghamton out of 28 total. The remaining three are owned by New York, Susquehanna, and Western. U.S. Representative Mark Molinaro announced that the Greater Binghamton Airport will receive $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades. The $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades at the Greater Binghamton Airport was made available through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act Airport Terminal Program. The Greater Binghamton Airport will make a variety of upgrades, including reconstructing the passenger hold room, replacing aging HVAC equipment with reliable and energy-efficient units, installing two new passenger boarding bridges, and expanding its exterior canopy. Representative Molinaro said, I am pleased to announce this significant investment in the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will support important improvements to the airport's passenger terminal, which will enhance the overall passenger experience and improve the efficiency of airport operations. These upgrades will help the airport remain competitive and continue to meet the needs of travelers in the southern tier. The announcement comes a few months after some other major changes for the Greater Binghamton Airport, which include the start of operations from New York to Orlando with Avello Airlines and Delta Airlines replacing the daily flight to Detroit with a daily flight to New York City. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said there are some really exciting things happening at the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will help us with our ongoing efforts to create a modern flying experience that travelers expect. These amenities will make our airport more attractive to customers and potential new air service. Court documents say Fox Corp chairman Rupert Murdoch acknowledged that some Fox News commentators endorsed false allegations of a stolen 2020 presidential election. Those allegations are at the heart of a defamation lawsuit against the cable news giant by Dominion Voting Systems. In court filings released Monday referencing Murdoch's deposition, Dominion says he acknowledged that Fox commentators Lou Dobbs, Maria Bataromo, Janine Pirro, and Sean Hannity endorsed the false notion of a stolen election. Attorneys for Fox Corp. note that Murdoch testified he never discussed Dominion or voter fraud with any of the accused hosts. The record-breaking heat earth endured during the summer of 2022 will be repeated without a robust international effort to address climate change, scientists are warning. A panel of experts at Columbia University on Monday said heat-related deaths, wildfires, extreme rainfall, and persistent drought are expected to become increasingly severe as both ocean and atmospheric temperatures continue to rise. With a focus on human health impacts from extreme heat, the experts discussed how the summer of 2022 was one of the hottest in recorded history. They said solutions include community-based adaption strategies, improved medical protocols for extreme heat events, and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And the Supreme Court is taking up a partisan legal fight over President Joe Biden's plan to wipe away or reduce student loans held by millions of Americans. The high court, with its 6-3 to conservative majority, is hearing arguments today and two challenges to the plan. So far, Republican-appointed judges on lower courts have blocked the plan. Arguments are scheduled to last two hours, but likely will go much longer. The Biden administration says 26 million people have applied and 16 million people have been approved to have up to $20,000 in federal student loans forgiven. The program is estimated to cost $400 billion over 30 years. 
National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, drizzle, snow, and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with sleet before 1 p.m., and a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 25 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Seven forty-three on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. I got a nice little tip for everybody this morning. Getting ready to get to work? Maybe you're in the car already. Might be too late for it if you're already in the car. Or maybe you're just getting the car cleaned off this morning. It's time to break out the summer playlist today. You know those songs that you like to throw on when you're at the beach, at the lake, hiking in the woods? That's what we're doing today. That's what I did this morning. First thing I did, and got in the car, cleaned off all the snow, put on all the beach songs that I have on my phone. And you know what? I feel like the vibes were pretty good on the way in this morning. The roads were rough. Well, it's been a, a constant effort to plow this morning. Even starting from right when I first woke up until I was already at work, they were still plowing the same areas. It's been a a constant battle this morning, so I'm sure the roadways at this point aren't that great. Uh, Hopefully, maybe your office has said, you know what, maybe stay home today. Maybe you work from home today. That's not really an option for me. It's kind of a a bit of technology necessary for me to be able to do this show. Uh, You know, technology that I don't exactly have at home, like a connection to a giant radio tower. Can't really do that from home. But for everybody else, I hope your offices are being really chill this morning and saying, you know what? Don't get on the roads this morning. It's a mess out there. Stay home. Do some work from home. That would be great. 745, you're listening to WMBF. This is the sound of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20-story building. Now a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. These are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. 
Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you've had your eye on. Or this to the treadmill on your wish list. Or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a snowy and icy morning on our hands here in Binghamton, so it might be a little bit of a grind out on the roads. And we have a lot of school delays this morning because of those wintry conditions, so to check on your school, head over to WMBF.com. Or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I will let you know what's going on with your school district this morning. It's no problem for me. I am happy to do it to help people out in the Binghamton community. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 25 degrees, some light snow, fog, and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 13 degrees and a winter weather advisory in effect until 7. Today, snow and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with drizzle and sleet before 1 p.m. Then a chance of drizzle and snow between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. Then a chance of drizzle after 2 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21 Tomorrow, chance of rain after 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 8 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of snow 20%. 749, you're listening to WMBF. Mary Lou, you've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. You have to carefully monitor your health for the rest of your life. And you have an increased risk of developing cardiovascular disease. Cut, take two, action. You've been diagnosed with a new purpose, to fight for the amazing life you made for yourself. To look that risk of heart disease square in the face and say, no, not me. You've been given a new opportunity to live. Get started at nodiabetesbyheart.org. Seven fifty one on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends. OnePlus is out with a new phone that you cannot buy. The OnePlus 11 concept has what the company calls CryoFlux, a liquid cooling system that runs through the back of the phone and around the camera bump. If that sounds cool, you may be out of luck. It's just a concept phone, which means that OnePlus has no intention of selling it. Instead, it's designed to draw attention to the base OnePlus 11, which came out earlier this year. Android authorities C. Scott Brown says that phone marked a return to form for the brand. Which is releasing very competitively priced phones that are specifically catered toward power users. But he questions whether OnePlus can recapture its original fans after the brand moved up market in recent years to take on Apple and Samsung. Be like, hey, remember us? We're back. And it's like people are like, no, you guys, 
left. You know, we don't we don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. I'm Mark. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The BU men play their final regular season game tonight at 7 p.m. at the Events Center against UMBC. If you can't make it in person, you can listen to the game right here on WMBF with Jacob Wilkins on the call. The Bearcats have secured a playoff spot with the quarterfinal round scheduled for this Saturday, March 4th. However, the opponent and time for that playoff game have yet to be determined. Binghamton is tied for third place with Bryant and New Hampshire, all with conference records of 8 and 7. And to make things more complicated, tonight's opponent, UMBC, is right behind at 7 and 8. The top four finishers have opening round home games, so BU will play Saturday with time, location, and opponent, all riding on tonight's games. Some NBA action, Julius Randle and Emmanuel Quickly each scored 23 points, and the surging New York Knicks knocked the Boston Celtics out of the top spot in the NBA with their sixth straight victory, 109-94. Celtics All-Star Jason Tatum struggled through a 6-for-18 shooting performance and was ejected in the fourth quarter after picking up his second technical foul. He finished with 14 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. Jalen Brunson added 17 points for the Knicks, who inched ahead of Brooklyn into fifth place in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics slipped behind Milwaukee, which has won 14 straight games. Hockey news. Keandre Miller of the New York Rangers will have a hearing with the NHL's Department of Player Safety for spitting at LA Kings defenseman Drew Doty. It was not immediately clear which day the hearing would take place. The Rangers do not play again until Wednesday at Philadelphia. Miller posted a message to social media saying his actions were completely accidental and goes against who he is as a person and player. The 23-year-old said he felt awful about the incident and thanked Doty for giving him the opportunity to apologize after the game. Garnett Hathaway was suspended three games for spitting in 2019 for a reference of what Miller might be up against. The New York Islanders acquired Bo Horvat at a critical point in their season, and the veteran center has improved the offense and provided a stabilizing presence amid injuries to key players. The Islanders are 6-3-2 since getting Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks on January 30th and have moved into the Eastern Conference's top wildcard spot. Horvat already had matched last season's career high of 31 goals before the trade. He was he has five goals and three assists in 11 games with the Islanders to set a new career high with 62 points, and his contributions extend beyond the score sheet. Some baseball news. New York Mets right-hander Max Scherzer described pitching under Major League Baseball's new rules as a cat-and-mouse game. Contrary to previous years, Scherzer feels the pitcher finally has control of the tempo because of the new pitch clock. In his first start of the Grapefruit League schedule, Scherzer was touched for a run in the second inning but struck out five while working the first two innings of the Mets' 6-3 win over Washington. The average game time through three days of spring training is 2 hours and 39 minutes, down from an average of 3 hours and 1 minute for all of spring training last year. And Major League Baseball's average salary rose 14.8% to a record $4.22 million last year after the end of the lockout, boosted by big deals for Max Scherzer, Francisco Lindor, Marcus Simeon, and Corey Seager. The rate of increase was the highest since a 17.7% increase in 2000 to $1.61 million, according to final calculations by the Players Association. 
The average had dropped in each of the previous four seasons before 2022, sparking player anger that was expressed by the union during a 99-day lockout that ended last March. 759, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. We got one more hour to go until we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance, the listener, to call in, contribute to the program, ask about some things going on in the Binghamton area. It's your show, Bob Joseph, Simply the Facilitator. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 28th. You're listening to WNBF. The first residents to occupy a massive new residential complex in Johnson City could be settling into their apartments within a few days. The cost of redeveloping the century-old Endicott-Johnson Victory Building nearly doubled since the project was announced in December 2020. The original plan, released by Paulus Development of Syracuse, called for 108 market-rate apartments with an expected price tag of $30 million. The project was revised to include 156 units with an estimated cost of $55 million. The new plan called for 121-bedroom apartments and 36 two-bedroom apartments. Matthew Paulus had hoped to have the place ready for occupancy by January 1st. After that target was missed, Paulus said he expected Victory Lofts to open on March 1st. Paulus did not respond to an email on Friday seeking an update on what remained to be done before people could start moving in. Local officials have told WMBF News they believe the complex could open on Wednesday. As of Monday afternoon, a certificate of occupancy had not been issued. The apartments in the restored building are located on the second, third, and fourth floors. The fifth floor of the 275,000-square-foot structure is to be used for commercial space. No prospective tenants have been identified publicly. Paulus Development has acquired another abandoned structure in the neighborhood. A smaller brick building at 19 Avenue B is expected to be transformed into another residential complex. The city of Binghamton is preparing to have railroad bridges in the city inspected to put railroads on notice of bad conditions following the disastrous East Palestine, Ohio train derailment. At a press conference on Monday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city would conduct inspections of railroad bridges. The city will hire a firm with expertise in railroad engineering to inspect the bridges, which appear to be crumbling to anyone driving underneath one. The city will then send the report to the railroads, federal regulators, and federal lawmakers. Mayor Cram said these overpasses are unsightly and crumbling, but because they are owned by private railroads, which are federally regulated, it's been thought for decades that there was little City Hall could do. I'm not going to accept that. We will put railroad companies on notice for the deplorable condition of their infrastructure in Binghamton. I will seek all avenues to make sure fixes are made. These railroad bridges are in embarrassing shape, and we're kick-starting the process to fix them. Mayor Cram also confirmed that the catastrophic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, played a role in the decision to push the issue with railroad bridge repairs, especially with the company whose train derailed in East Palestine, Norfolk Southern, operating on tracks running through Binghamton as well. 
He said that this was something we were talking about prior to that happening, but the fact that that derailment, Norfolk Southern, is a railroad company that has tracks going through Binghamton, I think just magnified the focus. And I think that as a country, we're taking a look at federal railroad regulation. What is the status of that? And this certainly puts into perspective and puts a magnifying glass on the condition of railroads, specifically railroads in Binghamton. Norfolk Southern has 25 carrying tracks in the city of Binghamton out of 28 total. The remaining three are owned by New York, Susquehanna, and Western. U.S. Representative Mark Molinaro announced that the Greater Binghamton Airport will receive $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades. The $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades at the Greater Binghamton Airport was made available through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act Airport Terminal Program. The Greater Binghamton Airport will make a variety of upgrades, including reconstructing the passenger hold room, replacing aging HVAC equipment with reliable and energy-efficient units, installing two new passenger boarding bridges, and expanding its exterior canopy. Representative Molinaro said, I am pleased to announce this significant investment in the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will support important improvements to the airport's passenger terminal, which will enhance the overall passenger experience and improve the efficiency of airport operations. These upgrades will help the airport remain competitive and continue to meet the needs of travelers in the southern tier. The announcement comes a few months after some other major changes for the Greater Binghamton Airport, which include the start of operations from New York to Orlando with Avello Airlines and Delta Airlines replacing the daily flight to Detroit with a daily flight to New York City. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said there are some really exciting things happening at the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will help us with our ongoing efforts to create a modern flying experience that travelers expect. These amenities will make our airport more attractive to customers and potential new air service. Court documents say Fox Corp chairman Rupert Murdoch acknowledged that some Fox News commentators endorsed false allegations of a stolen 2020 presidential election. Those allegations are at the heart of a defamation lawsuit against the cable news giant by Dominion Voting Systems. In court filings released Monday referencing Murdoch's deposition, Dominion says he acknowledged that Fox commentators Lou Dobbs, Maria Bataromo, Janine Pirro, and Sean Hannity endorsed the false notion of a stolen election. Attorneys for Fox Corp. note that Murdoch testified he never discussed Dominion or voter fraud with any of the accused hosts. The record-breaking heat earth indoor during the summer of 2022 will be repeated without a robust international effort to address climate change, scientists are warning. A panel of experts at Columbia University on Monday said heat-related deaths, wildfires, extreme rainfall, and persistent drought are expected to become increasingly severe as both ocean and atmospheric temperatures continue to rise. With a focus on human health impacts from extreme heat, the experts discussed how the summer of 2022 was one of the hottest in recorded history. They said solutions include community-based adaption strategies, improved medical protocols for extreme heat events, and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And the Supreme Court is taking up a partisan legal fight over President Joe Biden's plan to wipe away or reduce student loans held by millions of Americans. The high court, with its 6-3 conservative majority, is hearing arguments today and two challenges to the plan. So far, Republican-appointed judges on lower courts have blocked the plan. Arguments are scheduled to last two hours, but likely will go much longer. The Biden administration says 26 million people have applied and 16 million people have been approved to have up to $20,000 in federal student loans forgiven. The program is estimated to cost $400 billion over 30 years. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, drizzle, snow, and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with sleet before 1 p.m., and a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. 
Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 25 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. In 2010, Liz was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. After losing her job due to treatment, she was left with few options. A housing voucher gave her hope that she could find a place to live with her daughter. To her surprise, that same voucher would result in her being denied housing. I felt so dejected and ashamed. It was shocking to me that people actually just discriminated against you for the type of income you were utilizing to pay your rent. Now, thanks to a new law in New York State, it is illegal for people like Liz to be denied housing based on their source of income. Do you use non-wage income such as veterans or disability benefits, Section 8 vouchers, or child support to pay for housing? If you suspect discrimination, call 1-800-788-9898 to contact the New York State Office of the Attorney General or visit endincomebiasny.com. I am at this point proud to say that I am using my voucher and a proud renter of an apartment where my daughter and I are very happily living. This is- on WMBF. You're listening to the final hour of First News with me, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a snowy and icy morning on our hands here in the Binghamton area. So it might be a bit of a grind out on the roads. We had a lot of school delays earlier this morning because of those wintry conditions. Now those delays are starting to turn into full closures. So to check on your school, head over to WMBF.com. Or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I would be happy to let you know what's going on with your school district this morning. And I hope it's closed so you get a little snow day. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 26 degrees, some light snow fog and mist in the area. Wind chill has it at 15 degrees and a winter weather advisory in effect until 7 o'clock tonight. Today, drizzle and snow likely, possibly mixed with freezing drizzle and sleet before 1 p.m., then a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, a 20% chance of snow. It's 8.15. You're listening to WMBF. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. 
For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Hey. Eight eighteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The Binghamton University men's basketball team plays their final regular season game tonight at seven o'clock at the Events Center against UMBC. If you can't make it in person, you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. Pre-game starting at six forty-five. The Bearcats have secured a playoff spot with the quarterfinal round scheduled for this Saturday, March fourth. However, the opponent and time for that playoff game have yet to be determined. Binghamton is tied for third place with Bryant and New Hampshire, all with conference records of 8 and 7. To make things more complicated, tonight's opponent, UMBC, is right behind at 7 and 8. The top four finishers have opening round home games, so BU will play Saturday with time, location, and opponent, all riding on tonight's games. NBA action. Julius Randle and Emmanuel Quickly each scored 23 points, and the surging New York Knicks knocked the Boston Celtics out of the top spot in the NBA with their sixth straight victory, 109-94. Celtics All-Star Jason Tatum struggled through a 6-for-18 shooting performance and was ejected in the fourth quarter after picking up his second technical foul. He finished with 14 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. Jalen Brunson added 17 points for the Knicks, who inched ahead of Brooklyn into fifth place in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics slipped behind Milwaukee, which has won 14 straight games. Some hockey news. Keandre Miller of the New York Rangers will have a hearing with the NHL's Department of Player Safety for spitting at L.A. Kings defenseman Drew Doughty. It was not immediately clear which day the hearing would take place. The Rangers don't play again until tomorrow night at Philadelphia. Miller posted a message to social media saying his actions were completely accidental and goes against who he is as a player, person and a player. The 23-year-old said he felt awful about the incident and thanked Doty for giving him the opportunity to apologize after the game. Garnet Hathaway was suspended three games for spitting in 2019 as a reference for what Miller might be up against for the Rangers. The New York Islanders acquired Bo Horvat at a critical point in their season, and the veteran center has improved the offense and provided a stabilizing presence amid injuries to key players. The Islanders are 6-3-2 since getting Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks on January 30th, and have moved into the Eastern Conference's top wildcard spot. Horvat already had matched last season's career high of 31 goals before the trade. He has five goals and three assists in 11 games with the Islanders to set a new career high with 62 points, and his contributions extend beyond the score sheet. Bit of baseball news. New York Mets right-hander Max Scherzer described pitching under Major League Baseball's new rules as a cat-and-mouse game. Contrary to previous years, Scherzer feels the pitcher finally has control of the tempo because of the new pitch clock. In his first start of the Grapefruit League schedule, Scherzer was touched for a run in the second inning, but struck out five while working the first two innings of the Mets' 6-3 win over Washington. The average game time through three days of spring training is 2 hours and 39 minutes, down from an average of 3, minute, three hours and 1 minute for all of spring training last year. Well, so far, the pitch clock really controversial. 
I just saw that, uh, the, I believe it was the Boston Red Sox and maybe Atlanta Braves, where the game ended on a pitch clock violation. You don't love that. But overall, it certainly kept the game moving. The pace feels a little bit faster, and the total time is down 20 minutes. So let's see if that continues, and if people start to get used to the time change as spring training goes on. I don't think we'll have too many of those problems during the regular season. It's 822 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors yesterday gained back some of the ground they lost last week. The Dow Jones rose 72 points Monday to close at 32,889. The S&P picked up three-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq added six-tenths on the day. It isn't like the COVID days when everyone was doing business virtually, but Zoom has reported fiscal fourth quarter results that beat analysts' expectations. Revenue for the video conferencing company was up 4% year-over-year in the fourth quarter. The House Foreign Affairs Committee today is expected to approve a measure giving President Biden the authority to essentially ban TikTok. The Chinese-owned video-sharing app has come under fire from both parties as a potential U.S. security threat. Apple is gaining ground in the worldwide smartphone market. While Samsung phones running Android are still the sales leader, new numbers show preference for premium phones shifting toward iPhones, even in Samsung's home country of South Korea. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Work. School. Grocery shopping. Doctor's appointments. The gym. To the airport to pick up loved ones. To the kids' soccer games piano lessons, out for movie night, to hear your favorite band in the city, over to grandma and grandpa's house, and on last year's amazing road trip. Your vehicle takes you so many places. Protect it. When you leave your vehicle, remember to always take your keys or key fob with you and lock the doors. If you suspect auto theft, contact the National Insurance Crime Bureau at 1-800-TELL-NICB. That's 1-800-TEL-NICB. Or visit our website at www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel neglected or unloved? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. It's back. on WMBF. Now time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. For years now, we've heard some medical professionals tell us that sitting is the new smoking. Sure, that alliteration sounds nice, but what does it really mean? That sitting can increase your risk for a host of health issues, including diabetes, heart disease, certain types of cancers. The good news is, even if you have a job that requires you to sit in front of a computer all day, counteracting the negative impacts of sitting might be easier than you think. According to a new study out of Columbia University Medical Center, just five minutes of light walking every half hour can help alleviate some of the increased risk that comes with sitting for long stretches of the day. Now, the walk can be as light as about 1.9 miles per hour, which is slower than most people actually walk normally. The goal is to just break up the sitting with some movement. Inactivity is the enemy here. 
I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. For by Christian Care Ministry. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian health care sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. After a storm, many roads may be flooded. Avoid driving through these areas, especially when the water is moving fast. Drownings can result from driving through water. In fact, as little as six inches of water may cause you to lose control of your vehicle. And as little as two feet of water will carry most cars away. To learn more, call the CDC at 800-CDC-INFO. Eight twenty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. We have a snowy and icy morning on our hands here in Binghamton, so it might be a little bit of a grind out on the roadways this morning. And we have a lot of school delays this morning becoming school closures because of those wintry conditions. So to check on your school for the most up-to-date information, head over to WMBF.com. Or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I would be happy to let you know what's going on with your school district. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 26 degrees, some light snow, fog, and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 15. And a winter weather advisory in effect until 7 o'clock tonight. Today, drizzle and snow likely, possibly mixed with freezing drizzle and sleet before 1 p.m. And a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 1 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, a 20% chance of rain. It's 8.30. You're listening to WMBF. Please... on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Brian Johnson is on the road to the Oscars. The Knives Out Glass Onion writer-director is nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay for the sequel, following his writing nomination in 2020 for the original film. On the award season circuit this year, Johnson got to hang briefly with one of his all-time heroes, James Cameron, and he tells me that's who he'd love to have a long dinner with. If there's a Yoda that I would love to sit at the feet at for, for a few hours, I think it's Cameron. The Oscars air live March 12th on ABC. 
25 years ago today, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On from Titanic hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. Would go on to become her signature song, win four Grammys and an Oscar. A major milestone for the weekend. He's the first artist to hit 100 million monthly listeners on Spotify. And country music star Jason Aldean is 46 today. That's the trouble with Jason Athens at ABC News, Hollywood. At Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, February 28th. You're listening to WNBF. The first residents to occupy a massive new residential complex in Johnson City could be settling into their apartments within a few days. The cost of redeveloping the century-old Endicott-Johnson Victory Building nearly doubled since the project was announced in December 2020. The original plan released by Paulus Development of Syracuse called for 108 market-rate apartments with an expected price tag of $30 million. The project was revised to include 156 units with an estimated cost of $55 million. The new plan called for 121-bedroom apartments and 36 two-bedroom apartments. Matthew Paulus had hoped to have the place ready for occupancy by January 1st. After that target was missed, Paulus said he expected Victory Lofts to open on March 1st. Paulus did not respond to an email on Friday seeking an update on what remained to be done before people could start moving in. Local officials have told WMBF News they believe the complex could open on Wednesday. As of Monday afternoon, a certificate of occupancy had not been issued. The apartments in the restored building are located on the second, third, and fourth floors. The fifth floor of the 275,000-square-foot structure is to be used for commercial space. No prospective tenants have been identified publicly. Paulus Development has acquired another abandoned structure in the neighborhood. A smaller brick building at 19 Avenue B is expected to be transformed into another residential complex. The city of Binghamton is preparing to have railroad bridges in the city inspected to put railroads on notice of bad conditions following the disastrous East Palestine, Ohio train derailment. At a press conference on Monday, City of Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram announced that the city would conduct inspections of railroad bridges. The city will hire a firm with expertise in railroad engineering to inspect the bridges, which appear to be crumbling to anyone driving underneath one. The city will then send the report to the railroads, federal regulators, and federal lawmakers. Mayor Cram said these overpasses are unsightly and crumbling, but because they are owned by private railroads, which are federally regulated, it's been thought for decades that there was little City Hall could do. I'm not going to accept that. We will put railroad companies on notice for the deplorable condition of their infrastructure in Binghamton. I will seek all avenues to make sure fixes are made. These railroad bridges are in embarrassing shape, and we're kickstarting the process to fix them. Mayor Cram also confirmed that the catastrophic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, played a role in the decision to push the issue with railroad bridge repairs, especially with the company whose train derailed in East Palestine, Norfolk Southern, operating on tracks running through Binghamton as well. He said that this was something we were talking about prior to that happening, but the fact that that derailment, Norfolk Southern, is a railroad company that has tracks going through Binghamton, I think just magnified the focus. And I think that as a country, we're taking a look at federal railroad regulation. What is the status of that? And this certainly puts into perspective and puts a magnifying glass on the condition of railroads, specifically railroads in Binghamton. Norfolk Southern has 25 carrying tracks in the city of Binghamton out of 28 total. The remaining three are owned by New York, Susquehanna, and Western. U.S. Representative Mark Molinaro announced that the Greater Binghamton Airport will receive $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades. 
The $7 million in federal funding for terminal upgrades at the Greater Binghamton Airport was made available through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act Airport Terminal Program. The Greater Binghamton Airport will make a variety of upgrades, including reconstructing the passenger hold room, replacing aging HVAC equipment with reliable and energy-efficient units, installing two new passenger boarding bridges, and expanding its exterior canopy. Representative Molinero said, I am pleased to announce this significant investment in the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will support important improvements to the airport's passenger terminal, which will enhance the overall passenger experience and improve the efficiency of airport operations. These upgrades will help the airport remain competitive and continue to meet the needs of travelers in the southern tier. The announcement comes a few months after some other major changes for the Greater Binghamton Airport, which include the start of operations from New York to Orlando with Avello Airlines and Delta Airlines replacing the daily flight to Detroit with a daily flight to New York City. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said there are some really exciting things happening at the Greater Binghamton Airport. This funding will help us with our ongoing efforts to create a modern flying experience that travelers expect. These amenities will make our airport more attractive to customers and potential new air service. Court documents say Fox Corp chairman Rupert Murdoch acknowledged that some Fox News commentators endorsed false allegations of a stolen 2020 presidential election. Those allegations are at the heart of a defamation lawsuit against the cable news giant by Dominion Voting Systems. In court filings released Monday referencing Murdoch's deposition, Dominion says he acknowledged that Fox commentators Lou Dobbs, Maria Bataromo, Janine Pirro, and Sean Hannity endorsed the false notion of a stolen election. Attorneys for Fox Corp. note that Murdoch testified he never discussed Dominion or voter fraud with any of the accused hosts. The record-breaking heat earth endured during the summer of 2022 will be repeated without a robust international effort to address climate change, scientists are warning. A panel of experts at Columbia University on Monday said heat-related deaths, wildfires, extreme rainfall, and persistent drought are expected to become increasingly severe as both ocean and atmospheric temperatures continue to rise. With a focus on human health impacts from extreme heat, the experts discussed how the summer of 2022 was one of the hottest in recorded history. They said solutions include community-based adaption strategies, improved medical protocols for extreme heat events, and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And the Supreme Court is taking up a partisan legal fight over President Joe Biden's plan to wipe away or reduce student loans held by millions of Americans. The high court, with its 6-3 to three conservative majority, is hearing arguments today and two challenges to the plan. So far, Republican-appointed judges on lower court courts have blocked the plan. Arguments are scheduled to last two hours, but likely will go much longer. The Biden administration says 26 million people have applied and 16 million people have been approved to have up to $20,000 in federal student loans forgiven. The program is estimated to cost $400 billion over 30 years. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, drizzle, snow, and freezing drizzle likely, possibly mixed with sleet before 1 p.m., and a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, chance of rain after 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers mainly after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 25 degrees. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. All right, crew, let's get her dug. 
Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. I heard back from a couple people yesterday about the parade that's coming up this Saturday. I know it's the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I know this. But growing up, my only association with Binghamton really was Parade Day. That's what I heard about when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old and Then when my younger brother was a student at Binghamton University, I've heard all about Parade Day. And it's actually the St. Patrick's Day Parade. But I am looking forward to seeing what uh, what the vibe looks like at the parade. Because what I've heard about Parade Day is that it's very different from the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Let's just refer to them as two different events. Maybe Parade Day happens on one side of the street where there are some establishments that sell beverages... And maybe the St. Patrick's Day parade happens on the other side of the street, where WMBF News is. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really fun event. I've heard about it for a long time. I heard about it before I even moved here. That was kind of the thing with Speedy Fest as well. As if before I moved here, if I heard about something coming out of Binghamton, well then, it must be a, a pretty big deal. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend. I'm hoping that I'll I'll see everybody out there, even though the weather's not supposed to be that great. It's 845. You're listening to WMBF. Eight forty-eight on WMBF. We're now joined by Preston from Broom Tioga Workforce. How's it going, Preston? It's going well. How are you, James? Uh, pretty good so far. Awesome. So what do you got for us today? Sure. First, we have Bernie Bus has a bus driver slash driver trainee. This is part-time work during the school year of September through June with the ability to sign up for extra runs for summer work. Less than high school is required. Next, the Broome County DSS is looking for an account clerk. This is a multifunctional position. This person assists in the opening of mail, monitoring accounts, preparing documents, scanning, and various other accounting and clerical duties. Less than high school is required with one year experience. And finally, an associate software engineer with CAE USA. The software engineers support computational systems, architecture, and system software for real-time simulation operations. 
a BS in software engineering and computer science is required. For more information, please contact 778-6405 or go to broomtechworks.com. Now we are on Facebook, so any of you that have a Facebook account, if you go on, go to your search bar, type in broom-tayoga. Our icon will come up if you click on and like us. Anything we post to be sent directly to you. This could be resume tips, interviewing techniques, networking strategies, job postings, and recruitments. We do have a number of recruitments. First, Willow Run Foods will be here at our center, 501 Reynolds Road in Johnson City on Thursday, March 2nd from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. They're recruiting for CDLA driver trainee, cab detailer, warehouse maintenance, second shift, and more. For our off-site recruitments, Twin Tiers Regional Job Fair. This will be held on March 1st from 9.15 a.m. to 1.15 p.m. at the Waverly High School, 15 Frederick Street in Waverly, New York, 14892. There are 100 vendors attending this job fair. Spectrum is having a hiring event. They're holding an on-site hiring event for technical support specialists at their location at 120 Plaza Drive, Suite A, Bestel, New York, 13850 on Wednesday, March 8th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Candidates can pre-register for a guaranteed interview time on that day. Raymond Corporation is conducting open interviews on Wednesdays and Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. at their 22 South Canal Street location in Green. And UHS is looking for nursing assistance. Anyone that is interested, please contact Crystal Travis at 763-5045 or email crystal at crystal.travis at nyuhs.org. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer. Preston, as always, thank you. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. You as well. Take care. It's 851. You're listening to WMBF. Sacred. WMBF. 852 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Some ice and snow out on the roads this morning in Binghamton. Might be a little bit of a grind on the morning commute if you even have to go into work today. So drive carefully out there. And we had some school delays earlier that are now starting to turn into school closures. So to check on your school district, head over to WMBF.com. We'll have the most up-to-date information available for you there. Or if you can't access the website for whatever reason, give me a call. I would be happy to let you know whether your school is delayed or closed today. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 26 degrees, some light snow, fog, and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 15. A winter weather advisory in effect until 7 o'clock today. Today, drizzle and snow likely, possibly mixed with freezing drizzle and sleet before 1 p.m. Then a chance of drizzle between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, a 70% chance of rain. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low near 21. Tomorrow, a chance of rain after 1 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, chance of showers, mainly after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday, chance of showers before 1 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 46 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Thursday night, slight chance of snow after 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of rain 20%. It's 854 on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. 
Car manufacturers are investing billions in the production of electric vehicles. And states, especially California, are working under an insane deadline to halt the sale of gasoline-powered cars within 12 short years. But for many consumers, the attraction of electric cars is wearing off. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. California's mandates to ban the sale of gasoline vehicles is on a collision course with itself. In the summer, California can't generate enough power to keep the lights on. As the lure of EVs wears off, customers are sounding off. Their message is clear. Unless you're at home, finding a reliable charging station can be a complete nightmare. When you do find an open recharging spot, it's both expensive and slow. And you can spend 15 to 20 minutes for just a partial recharge. Unless you want to only scoot around town, think twice before buying an electric vehicle. Hey, sound like a tech pro, even if you're not one. Get my longer daily podcast. It's called Kim Commando Today. Innovative businesses see every day as an opportunity to create something new. Dell Technologies Advisors are here with tools and expertise to help you do incredible things. Because Dell Technologies believes there's an innovator in all of us. Learn more about smart PCs powered by the Intel vPro platform that's built for business. Find tech that's right for you by calling a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Tim, we need to talk. I just can't get over that rate increase from Verizon and AT&T last year. We'll switch to T-Mobile and get their price lock guarantee. They won't raise our rates for talk, text, and data ever. Oh, we're switching today. Switch to T-Mobile and get four lines for 25 bucks a line with our price lock guarantee. We won't raise the price of your rate plan for talk, text, and data ever. Four lines for $25 per line with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. $5 more per month without auto pay. Price lock for qualifying services excludes taxes, fees, select promos, and third-party services. See T-Mobile.com for details. Individual. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The Binghamton University men's basketball team plays their final regular season game tonight at 7 p.m. at the Events Center against UMBC. If you can't make it in person, you can listen to the game right here on WMBF. The Bearcats have secured a playoff spot with the quarterfinal round scheduled for this Saturday. However, the opponent and time for that playoff game have yet to be determined. Binghamton is tied for third place with Bryant and New Hampshire, all with conference records of 8 and 7. And to make things more complicated, tonight's opponent, UMBC, is right behind at 7 and 8. The top four finishers have opening round home games, so BU will play Saturday with time, location, and opponent, all riding on tonight's game. Some NBA action, Julius Randle and Emmanuel Quickly each scored 23 points, and the surging New York Knicks knocked the Boston Celtics out of the top spot in the NBA with their sixth straight victory, 109-94. Celtics All-Star Jason Tatum struggled through a 6-for-18 shooting performance and was ejected in the fourth quarter after picking up his second technical foul. He finished with 14 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. Jalen Brunson added 17 points for the Knicks, who inched ahead of Brooklyn into 5th place in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics slipped behind Milwaukee, which has won 14 straight games. A good winning streak for the Knicks, looking pretty good heading into the postseason part of the NBA regular season. We're starting to jockey for position here, trying to stay above that 7th and 8th seed in the playoff picture, avoid the play-in tournament. It's 8.59. You're listening to WMBF. 
The this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is James Kelly closing out the final hour of WNBF's first news today. Coming up next, Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. But up first, ABC News.